Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on uh, AM860 in Portland and KSCY in Texas and WEEU back in Pennsylvania and several stations in between. I'm JT, your host, and of course, Grilling at the Green is affiliated with the Golf News Network. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef for supporting Grilling at the Green. It's beef the way nature intended. It's good stuff, I can tell you. Uh, you can check them out online at paintedhillsnaturalbeef.com. Well, uh, I've invited a, I don't want to say an old friend because he's not old, but uh, a friend that I met, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. It's been a while uh, at, a, at a golf tournament. Go figure. And it's Colin McDonald. He, Colin now writes for uh, Sports Illustrated, and he also works for the Buffalo Agency. And um, he's still here in the Northwest. Uh, he didn't, he ventured back East again from where he came from, but he came back home. Colin, Hey bud, how are you? Oh, great. Great. Doing well. Glad to be with you. And, uh, yeah, not much happening in the world of golf these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we got, I think we got yeah. a couple things to talk about. Yeah, so, so anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, for our listeners, Colin, would you kind of, uh, give us the thumbnail of your career so far? Yeah. Yeah. I think we, uh, Jeff, you and I met a few years back at uh, out at Pumpkin Ridge when, uh, at the time, it was the Corn Ferry Tour regular season finale. Um, obviously, there's a there's a new event in town at, at Pumpkin Ridge now with right. the, the Live Golf event. But uh, yeah, we went back to the the Corn Ferry Tour days there, and uh, since then, I I moved on to Buffalo Agency. Um, they were headquartered in Reston, Virginia at the time when I moved out there. Uh, now working remote from uh, back just outside of Portland here. And uh, yeah, through through Buffalo Agency was um, got tied in with Sports Illustrated and, and got uh, to do some of their golf coverage over the past year or so. Um, and that that took me to some cool places. I got to do my first trip to the Masters this past year. And uh, I, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, a special week, a special week. Uh, I, I got a lot of that. that I hate you. <laughs> Friends that are <laughs> sitting, sitting in the, in the lottery, which, which I had thought I'd do myself for a number of years. So that was, that was special. That was Christmas in April for me. And, uh, and following that, I got to go to the uh, PJ championship, the uh, tiger, maybe not in all his glory, but up, up close and in person. So, sure. so that was a blast. And uh yeah, still doing some stuff for Sports Illustrated. I, I do a weekly video series for them, and uh, you know, on the on the agency side, we work with some some awesome partners in the golf industry uh, with Buffalo Agency. So, 
it's cool. I'm able to put kind of my marketing cap on uh, and then kind of scratch the golf itch through that, that Sports Illustrated coverage. So uh, pretty fortunate. It's been fun and uh, very cool progress since, uh, since getting my start in the, in the Corn Ferry Tour biz, I suppose. I do feel sorry for you. Okay. Because, <laughs> um, and people that listen to this show know, knows that this is going to be a really a smart aleck remark, but you work with my buddy Gary Van Sickle. And, and and Van Cynical, as he's called at times. <laughs> and I, I, it takes a lot of courage. I'll do- <laughs> I had, uh, I had not uh, kind of gotten the full Van Sickle experience until uh, the Masters <laughs> this year. And uh, <laughs> I spent the, spent the week with him there. We shuttled to and fro our, our, uh, our house a few minutes outside the property and his his very subtle purple Dodge Charger, and uh, so yeah. it's been it's been quite fun. There's uh, I'm not breaking any news that he's he's one of one. It's, it's yeah, fun. that is true. There's never a dull moment around him. It's a good time. I invite him on the show, and I say, "Hey, Gary, how you doing?" Blah blah blah, and then I throw out a subject line, just yeah. pick one, and I sit back and. Yeah. Before I know it, the show's over and yeah. we go into after hours and he's still talking. And um, but now with yeah. I, I will tell you a secret. Mm-hmm. Now with the video conferencing, he wears a grilling at the green hat when we're doing the shows for me. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'll Good. have to get you one. Good. But it, yeah, uh, I'd love to follow suit. Yes. Yeah. No. But in terms of. Yeah, I guess you just throw the ball up and he'll dunk it home in terms of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'll do the rest. Uh, he's not yeah, short he, on on content. He's, uh, no, and he's a, he's actually a really fun guy. He's a blast. Yeah, at um at Southern Hills, I was um I shot some videos with him. Um, and he's just fun to you know the off camera stuff is, is is just as fun as anything he delivers on camera. So, yeah, it's a good time. I would uh you know of all the things in my in my first master's experience i think you got to rank the van sickle experience up in the the top 10 of takeaways so i, I would think so <laughs> quite a I time would, i would quite think so yeah. um colin what prompted you to get involved in the golf world i mean i know you you obviously yeah. went to umass amherst back there you can see the pennant on the wall and see yeah. some other things behind you i yeah. know the story but share with our listeners did you play yeah. golf as a young man or was it a family yeah. thing or yeah no i uh i i kind of got into it a little later than most frankly i wish i would have would have picked up a club a little sooner but i uh growing up in massachusetts hockey was the sport for me so oh sure of, freezing 7am puck drops. And so that, that was, that was, uh, that was kind of the, the start for me getting hooked on sports. And then, you know, just every Sunday we had the, the limited uh, TV package back home. So I was, I had my CBS, ABC, Fox. And so every Sunday of my choices, I, I chose to spend with CBS or NBC, whoever was carrying the golf broadcast and uh, kind of just got hooked from there and uh, started playing my junior year of high school um and and just just got hooked um and and then my first i guess professional endeavor was i uh interned for the american junior golf association in in 2015 so i got to travel around to some some pretty neat events there um you know it's cool with the time that's passed now that you know some of the guys like at the time the top ranked junior was sam burns who obviously is playing the president's cup this week now so it's it's been neat to sort of 
you know, you see him from back in his junior days. And then when I was working on the, the Cornbread Tour events, he was there getting his card and all the way up to where he is now. So um, for me, that was the start was with the, the AJGA. And then that led me to um, what at the time was Lagadere Sports, working some Corn Ferry Tour and, and PJ Tour events. And then that uh, segued into my current role. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of niche, I guess, in the grand scheme of the professional landscape. But uh, my golf geekdom has has, has paid dividends. <laughs> so it's uh, it's been a perfect fit. It's been a blast. And uh, yeah, gosh, I guess that was seven years ago I started with the, the AJGA. So it's been, yeah. it's been a fun run. It's, and it's hopefully no run. end in sight. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Trivia question for you. How many oh. names has the Corn Ferry Tour actually had? I, oh. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I know the Corn yeah. Ferry, Nike, uh, yeah. Hogan. Yeah. Uh, I could trace it back about as far as, as that. Yeah. If we go Corn Ferry to web.com was at that, the time I was working there. Um, right. I don't know that there was anything between Nike and web.com. And then I think the Hogan Tour was sort of the, the genesis of it. So, right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it 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 really takes a minute to wrap your mind around it. It doesn't roll off the tongue when you when you make the 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 big change. Corn Ferry Tour is still still kind of a mouthful. I've gotten used to it by now, though. I still think of it as like breakfast cereal. Right. <laughs> you know, I I do. I mean, that's of course you know my other part of my what I do, but I yeah. just think of. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I always want to say the Corn Flake Tour, <laughs> corn and flake. and I shouldn't. I'm not being. I'm not being nasty yeah. to them. Uh, we've yeah. had a tremendous amount of good players come through the system there. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you uh, that was always kind of the cool part is when you walked uh, mm -hmm. through or you were driving up like a pumpkin and you saw all the pictures yeah. of the guys that came through Justin Thomas and so yeah. on and so forth. You know, that was very good. But I still want to say the yeah. cornflake tour. <laughs> so it's a tricky concept to kind of wrap your mind around in terms of like from the from the casual fans perspective, you know. I think the avid golfer, like, you know, the names coming up from the college ranks and, um, you know, but you have to appreciate that you might not recognize these names now, but you will in a few years time. Um, and I think that's, that's, what's kind of neat about it. The last time, um, I was, uh, part of that event was when, uh, it was kind of a, the perfect storm. Aaron Wise was, you know, the, right. the NCAA champion and he was there getting his tour card right there in Oregon. And obviously he's gone on to have some success on the tour. So, um, yeah, I think it's the it's a it's a it's a nice, cheap, affordable ticket for the avid golf fan. And you get to see kind of, you know, who's next. And, you know, if you follow it closely, you, you already know a decent amount about these guys. Sure. We're going to take a break here on uh, Grilling at the Green. And Colin and I will be back right after this. Please stay with us. Hi, everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. Uh, before we get back to talking with our friend Colin McDonald here, now of Sports Illustrated ilk, um, he, he does have a seat at the table, though, as long as he pushes, you know, Van Sickle out the door. Anyway, we'd like to thank the folks at Gunter Wilhelm Knives for unmatched quality, comfort, and efficiency in the kitchen. You can check them out online at GunterWilhelm.com and also Birdie Ball the greatest new practice tool made in the last 20 odd years. That's birdieball.com. If you want to send us an email, you can go to the website, which is grillingatthegreen.net, and you can connect with us there. 
or you can just do info at grillingatthegreen.net, or you can send a carrier pigeon. And of course, we're on, I can't tell you how many social media platforms right now we're on. We're on a lot. It's more than 30, I think. So it's a, it's kind of a full-time job. Anyway, we're talking with my buddy, Colin McDonald. Colin wrote a piece, oh, month, month and a half ago, two months ago, something like that, uh, about being a caddy. And I thought it was a great piece. And Steve sent it over to me when right after you, you it dropped. I hadn't seen it yet. He sent it over to me. And, you know, for folks that want kind of a insight to inside the ropes, if you will, mm -hmm. I think it's a, a, a great piece, uh, Colin. You know, you're an excellent writer. There's no that doesn't even come into the conversation. The point is that I think you shared with people what it was like hoofing around with that yeah whatever it was 40 or 60 pound bag yeah. schlepping that for yeah. you know five hours so yeah i um uh, i ended up with the most eye-catching bag in in the field and that's for sure it's uh, i'll give you a little bit of the backstory i um so i married into a quite the golfing family my wife erin played uh division one at at wisconsin so unfortunately i'm the second best golfer in in our house uh, I'm a four handicap myself, which I felt like was, was good. And, and I still do, but now I'm in this, this uh, bubble of a family where I'm getting plenty of strokes from her. And then uh, her brother um, is an excellent player. He played um, at the university of Oregon uh, back around 2011. So anyways, that's what took me to the U S amateur was right. um, he still is able to play a decent amount and has kept his game pretty sharp. So um, at 32 years old, I believe he qualified for, um, this USAM, uh, might've been his fifth out of the last seven. He's got quite a knack for, for getting into these things. So, sure. you know, anyways, it's, um, it's an easy sell for me. It's my ticket to, you know, a, a, a top event like that, that, uh, you know, I may not be playing in, but it, it's a cool way to get kind of inside the ropes and involved. And, uh, so yeah, that took us to, uh, Ridgewood this year and, and, um, you know, so Robbie works for uh, for Adidas Golf, and so there, he still knows a lot of the tailor-made golf guys very well. And so once they found out he was in the field, uh, much to my chagrin, they put together a staff bag for him. So, <laughs> so I saw the picture. Yeah, yeah, it's it looks magnificent, and it's a great piece for his his man cave. But my shoulders felt the ramifications <laughs> from from that for, for a few days. But. Uh, yeah, so we so we had that. Everyone else had nice little carry bags, but there we were with our professional staff bag uh, for the th the thirty six holes. And so it was far and away the heaviest bag in the field. But uh, you know, despite that, uh, it was it was obviously quite a quite a time. Uh, Ridgewood, I gosh, they could host the U.S. Open tomorrow if they needed to. The uh, okay. the rough was insane there, um, and the, and the alternate course was was no joke either. So uh, we had a nice run and. Um, a very cool nugget was uh, Andrew Von Lasso, who kind of became a, a crowd favorite there. Um, Rob knew him from kind of out in the Northwest area here. I think he's Spokane. Um, so we played a practice round with him and kind of got to spend some time with him throughout the week. And uh, lo and behold, he became one of the stories of the week there um, when yeah. he drew the 63 seed and played uh, Michael Th Thorbjornsson, one of the I mean premier amateurs in the world. And <laughs> and took them down. So it was, it was a, a cool week, a heavy week, but uh, obviously neat to kind of be, you know, right in the thick of the action there. Besides packing the bag and uh, 
you know, the takedown and stuff. What would you say was your biggest takeaway from that? Actually being inside the ropes for that long, seeing the, you know, you're, you're two feet from the action, so to speak Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. So, so for Colin McDonald, what was your personally, your biggest takeaway? Yeah, I think, I think even just one of the coolest things going back and watching it on TV, you know, the match play coverage later in the week is just seeing it and having been there. And I think there's just a lot that you can't quite pick up on television. Right. Um, being there, walking the grounds, just how, you know, if, if you miss in the rough and on TV, you see someone hack it out 40 yards and, you know, you think yeah. there might've been more to be done with that shot. And you just kind of having been there, you just realize how hard it is um and so it it gives you a good appreciation for kind of the firmness of the greens and the difficulty of these shots and then just the consistency there's just no big misses in these guys it's it's incredible and the power off the tee is is absurd so i would say just the precision uh with which that field plays and and just the difficulty of the course is is really something that i appreciate you know being up close and in person it's just a different game you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because you know that I cover all this stuff in a different fashion than you do, but yeah. it's still get covered. And I've been to plenty of tournaments and you're right, because if you keep your, let's just say your Twitter feed on your phone and so you're watching it mm-hmm. and then you see somebody go in and lucky if they find their ball in the rough, first mm-hmm. of all, some of this, some of these uh, tournaments. And then, like you say, maybe they hack it out 40 yards and you see the 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 feed going, oh, he could have done better than that. Why didn't he take his, uh, you know, utility or something and knock it on the green? And it's like, man, unless you've actually been there and Mm -hmm. seen it and been within a couple feet of it. And yeah, it's uh, I know we all like to play armchair quarterback. I get that. But a lot of times you just don't see truly what's going on i mean even this last week up at the uh uh the the portland classic the amazing creed portland classic now is the proper term uh and and that rough was not harsh compared to an open okay it's it's just not but lo and behold even that little you know two inch rough so to speak that's actually groomed Mm-hmm. it's still harder than hell to get them out of there sometimes. Yeah. And you yeah. see, you saw the girls uh, laboring at times because then there's always our friend, Mr. Oak tree that's right in your way or something, you know? Yeah. So unless they see that, uh, yeah, not that I don't like to read their comments. Cause I do, cause some of them are pretty funny, but yeah. Yeah. you know, unless you've been right there, it's, it's really hard to, yeah. to in my mind, to be able to pass a judgment on that. We're going to take another break here on Grilling at the Green. Gosh, excuse me. We'll be back with uh, Colin McDonald right after this. Hey, it's JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at benhogangolf.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. Again, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. If you don't, you always hear me talk about Painted Hills Natural Beef on both of my shows. If you don't know anything about them, I suggest you go to their website or find a store near you that um, sells their products. They do come through town and do demos. And if you've never tasted Painted Hills Beef, 
uh, I recommend it strongly. It's very good. Also, you can email us at uh, info at grillingatthegreen.net. Uh, little news here, a couple of things, and then we'll jump back in with Colin in a second. I got a, a deal, an email the other day that uh, Scotty Scheffler's wife had a big mural uh, painting done for him. Do you know about this, Colin? I do. I picked up on this on social. Yeah. yeah. And it's from uh, Waterloo Sparkling Water. Yeah. Like that. So they're actually giving away three signed prints of this. And all you have to do is, uh, and I'm not getting paid for this. I just thought it was kind of interesting. That's why I threw it in the show. Um, you just follow Waterloo's Sparkling on Instagram. You like the post and share your favorite Scotty moment of this season, which there's quite a few. And that enters you to get a signed copy of this. It's smaller. It's not the eight foot version, you know, but it's smaller like that. So, uh, but it's kind of a cool, yeah. cool painting. It looks, uh, you know, a little Neiman-ish in there and, and, and all that. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things you wouldn't have seen coming, kind of a unique <laughs> relic, if you will, but <laughs> yeah. a unique, uh, unique relic for a unique season, I suppose. For, oh for yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other little news bit I've got for you is Golf News Net is getting ready to launch um, a dedicated golf channel on the iHeart podcast platform. And this show is going to be part of it because I work with Ryan Balangie back there in Maryland. Uh, so we'll keep you apprised of that when it actually launches because there'll be some good shows on there and you can get them 24-7 right there on your iHeart podcast. So. There you go. How about that? Um, what do you think your biggest story and all the stuff you've done? What do you think is your biggest story you've ever worked on, Colin? Uh, I suppose most personally for me. Um, yeah, I, I, that that week of the Masters coverage was, was the neatest for me. Um, you know, I got to I kind of did a of a daily preview um, and got to kind of talk about what I was seeing and uh, hopefully what what came through was kind of the you know I think everybody envisions their first trip to the masters and hopefully kind of what I tried to share was uh, I didn't I didn't hide my giddiness I think uh, yeah. everybody would would kind of uh, you know you're, you're a little starstruck when when you get there um, but yeah then then later in the week um, fortunately um, which go back to the this is when I got even more I hate you comments but I, uh, <laughs> at the end of that week I um, had the incredible fortune of, of winning the media lottery and getting to, to play the course the day after so now I really so, hate you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a, a a piece recapping that and um, you know amidst all the the hatred um, <laughs> there was a, a I got a good amount of feedback of, of how much people enjoyed um, you know you see the the tour pros play it to just about perfection but uh kind of more the everyday golfers experience on a, on a course like that so um that surely was the, the coolest experience for me and and to be able to kind of recap it the way i like to um you know in written form was was neat that was that was a really fun one for me how did you deal with the hills you know augusta yeah. is not flat like it looks yeah. on tv yeah absolutely no it's um it's one of the first things you notice. I mean, even just number one, uh, right off the bat, it hits you. Um, the, the most 
striking to me was was number 10 i think um i mean it truly is a speed slot if you kind of sling it around there and, and the um <laughs> it certainly gave me a renewed appreciation for the severity of it i i <laughs> I had one just about shin high of, of hanging lie into the green and I chunk hooked it into a bunker that's not in play for the pros. So <laughs> it certainly gave me uh, uh, some humility, I suppose, if I didn't already have it. But yeah, the the undulation is it's just insane. And, and it truly uh, it, I think that's something you gain more perspective on walking the course. There. Right. Right. Well, um, I am going next year. Good. So yeah, I'll be there. When's the last time you were there? I have never been. Oh, okay. That's why. That's why I hate you. Uh, (laughs) No, just kidding. Until next April. I'm. I'm very fond of Colin, but um, you know, I I've been in the media lottery a couple of times, but Mm -hmm. I also learned the last time on this little inside baseball, folks. But there's a certain way you need to fill out that application, and if you don't fill it out just so you won't pass inspection let's put it that way i can't tell you what what the heck made uh, my my colleagues said uh there's something about like you know the first timers there always seems to be a handful of first timers that get selected so hopefully that bodes well for you next year yeah yeah Yeah. i think it will um one i was going to tell you you got to play on monday one of my favorite stories, and maybe you know this story, is um, I'm not sure if it was the New York Times or the Atlantic or one of those northeastern publications sent there's guy that writes about sports down there. He did not play golf, but he won the draw in the lottery and he went out and he bought a set of clubs and a bag and I think he bought like two dozen golf balls and he needed more by the time he was finished. (laughs) Yeah. But I know a lot of the old guard were very upset with him because he wouldn't give give up the the golden ticket, so to speak. But any shot like 275 or some ridiculous number, but he had a great day. I just remember reading the story, but when he said, uh, did they draw that on Saturday? They, uh, we got it on Friday, you know, funny right. enough, I remember over the, the speakers, they, um, they announced that Louis Oosthuizen had withdrawn, uh, was the last announcement before. And then a few moments later, uh, they announced that the, the, uh, the names were available on the board downstairs. So there's a, uh, controlled chaotic, uh, shuffle to the stairway yeah. to see, um, I might've been the third screen down and I had to grab the railing <laughs> next to me when I saw the name. And you also kind of, in a way, you restrain your joy because 90% of the people around you are dealing with the disappointment of their name not being on there. So you got to right. kind of read, read the room in a way, in a way. So, right. Did uh, they, did they know, except for your SI colleagues like Gary yeah. and stuff, did they know who you were? Yeah, I think, um, so my my colleague uh, Jeff Ritter was there and uh, he was next to me um, and that that made him zero for seven this year. So he was he was one of those I had to he couldn't have been more kind about me me getting it. But um, I think his reaction to me being drawn outdid mine and that sort of drew some attention to yeah might have been one of the one of the winners. So. Did you actually have your sticks with you? I did. They told me they were like hey, just bring them just in case. So. Um, 
I almost felt silly for doing it. I didn't know the odds, but right. <laughs> maybe, maybe in a way we willed it into existence. So. I like uh, that. that. That's a great story. And of course, were there um, people at 18 wanting your autograph and, and your caddy pulling the flag? And <laughs> I noticed after my third shot out of the bunker on 18, that <laughs> there were, there weren't quite as many people there Monday as there were Sunday. <laughs> So what did your wife say when you called home and said, I'm playing Monday? Uh, well, she gets a lot of credit in this story because I suppose at the time doing the quick math, um, our newborn would have been about four months old. So it was a, a big ask to take off to the to the Masters for, for 10 days or so. But, um, you know, I, again, she might have been more excited than I was. I think that's the the beauty of of uh, being married to a fellow golfer is she kind of got the gravity of it. Um, so you know she was she was over the moon, and that was um, I was happy to I had to push my flight back on on Monday to accommodate playing, and uh, I was happy to to make that sure that change. And uh, so she was she was over the moon. That was it was just the coolest. It was I I kind of thought I was like okay we got a four month old we got a newborn I just played Augusta I was like where do we where are we going from here? I don't yeah. know how it gets much better than this. So. No, not, not too much. I, yeah. I, I will. Uh, I saw the picture of your wife when she won the amateur here. Yes. And then you had the one where she was holding the trophy in one hand and the baby yeah. in the other. That was yeah. a very cool photo. Uh, we're going to take another break. Uh, when we come back, our buddy Bruce Furman will be with us. Uh, kind of ex. What would I what would I want to call it existentially? Uh, but anyway, giving us his weekly golf tip here on Grilling at the Green. So please stay with us. Colin and I will be back in just a moment. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. Colin is going to stick around for after hours. But first, we get to hear from our buddy Bruce Furman in his golf tip of the week. Hi, this is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langdon Farms, and I'm going to give you a tip today on how to practice. When I practice my own game, I keep notes every time I practice. I put them in my smartphone, and, and I have a constant list. And, and a lot of things I do the same, but every once in a while I'll be practicing, I'll feel this or that. I always write that down so I have my notes to look at. And, and I, of course, understand my swing. And a lot of players, average players, have really no clue about their own swing. They, they listen to cliches from their playing partners like keep your head down, swing easy, left arm straight, those kind of cliches. But they don't really understand their own golf swing. So you should take a lesson from a, from a good teaching professional and really understand your swing. And then that teacher should give you certain drills and ways to practice and the drills are designed for your swing and your problems so then when you practice whatever little time you have you're practicing that that's making some difference in your game and you're not just guessing and listening to your buddies or or there's a lot of information on the internet but most of it's not good for your game so you got to be careful when you listen to those things so so understand your swing learn how to practice do the right drills and you'll get better even with limited amount of time to practice so I hope that helps. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. You can find out more about uh, Bruce Furman. He is the director of uh, instruction at Langdon Farms in Aurora, Oregon. 
and uh, just go to langdonfarms.com and check on instruction. And then you'll see a great big picture of his smiling face there and uh, tell you how to get involved with that. We've been talking with our buddy, uh, Colin McDonald. Colin and I go back a few years. And I will say this. When you were working with Lagadere and that, the press room was great. You yeah. always you always <laughs> took care of us. Yeah, we spent uh we we ended up myself and, and my colleague uh Ryan Fowler, uh we spent as much time in there as uh, as we did in our tournament office. It's uh, right. it was a little more lavish in the in the press room. So uh yeah, it was a good stuff. I recall it kind of uh backed out to view of the the first fairway there and certainly glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. No, we uh <laughs> I could give some tips to some other tournaments about how to put together a press room. I just leave it at that, but yeah. it, it was really yeah, it's good. A, it's a varying scale. There's certainly. <laughs> yeah, there is. Of it. Yeah. Um, Colin, what, what is one thing that you haven't done yet that you really have on, you're pretty young to have a bucket list, but if you <laughs> allow me that, what's one thing that you want to, write about or go experience in the world of golf that you have not done yet yeah yeah i mean this last year was obviously really really special and certainly carved into to that bucket list but i think um i've not gotten across the pond i suppose to the to the home of golf um yeah. you know watching the 150th at st andrews was was really special um you know just just from home so i yeah. i imagine that you know that same sense of awe and wonder that you get at Augusta would, would, you know, be quite similar over, over there, over there in Scotland. So, um, I think I would say that's, that's next on the list for me and, uh, you know, hopefully not, not too far down the line. Well, I think you'll make that. I, I have you done that one? No, I have not. I okay. have, I have been to, to London and I've been to England and I've been to Europe and all that stuff, but it was not when I in doing anything with golf. It sure. was other work and, um, but it's on the bucket list. I must tell you a quick story and then we're going to get out of here. But Colin, like I said, is going to stick around for after hours. I was talking to my wife last week and we were chatting about stuff. She just recently retired, but then where she worked, hired her back on a contract basis because she's got her act together. And, um, um, Anyway, I was talking to her and I said, as married couples do, and you will talk to your wife someday about this. And, and I said, well, I'm looking at probably three to five years before I slow down enough to, you know, maybe just do one show or something like that. I said, because I'd like to spend more time with you and I'd like to uh, be able to play golf at least a couple times a week. And she stopped and she looked at me and she goes, you know, it's fine with me if you want to play golf every day. And I'm like, we put that in writing and notarize yeah. it for me. Yeah, that's a winner. Yeah, that, that's a winner. And we're sticking with it. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, hopefully you had the tape rolling. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Trust Good. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to get out of here. But first, Colin, where can people find your work? Yeah, any uh, or the weekly video series is called Up and Down on uh, SI's uh, golf coverage. So if you head over to the golf page on, on SI.com, you'll be able to find that that weekly coverage in addition to some pieces that I've written. Uh, next week, we're going to be giving you a wrap up review of 
the camp, or the, I would call it the Cambia, the Portland Classic. We actually talked to a couple of sponsors, and we're going to be talking to some folks like that and see what they got out of it. So that should be an interesting show. Until then, everybody go out, play some golf, have fun, and remember our motto, be kind. Take care. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, All Rights Reserved.